This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. Hey, this is Randy Gage, and you're listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. You spent how much on that? (laughs) Hey, Prosperity Nation, Randy Gage here, and I want to talk about killing off your poverty consciousness. And uh, if you want more on that, check out the the blog I wrote with that title, Kill Your Poverty Consciousness, on my website. Uh, but I, I got uh, a lot of fun response, some really intriguing DMs uh, from people close to me over that post. And I thought, you know what, this would be a great uh, topic to do a little more on in the podcast. Because I think it leads us to one of the worst bad premises. Can I say worst bad? Is that legal? One of the worst bad premises in, in, in thinking about money and material things and just prosperity in general. Because it um, and it comes totally from lack-centered thinking, totally from a belief that prosperity is finite, that money is finite, that resources are finite, and that every decision is an either-or decision. Because the way it starts, the first part of the question is, you spent how much on that? Um, because then the follow-up is you spent you know ten thousand dollars on that do you have any idea how many starving children in africa could be fed with that ten thousand dollars you spent five hundred dollars on that you know how many whales we could save with that five hundred dollars you spent two thousand dollars on that do you have any idea how many water wells we could build in africa and what you learn is this takes you down, it's such a bad premise because it it takes you down a, a path that you never want to end up on um, unless you're an ascetic. If you desire to be an ascetic and you say, I want to move to the rainforest and build a, a grass hut to shelter me from the rain and I want to renounce all of my worldly possessions, and material thoughts and material things, and I want to grub for worms in the earth and chew them for lunch. Um, great. If you want to be an ascetic, then you will be happy as an ascetic. Uh, but if you don't, if you're like me, I don't particularly desire to be an ascetic. Uh, I never want to be far from 24-hour room service, right? Uh, And you can judge me all you want on that. Uh, You know, it doesn't matter to me. You can think I'm 
uh, egoistic and selfish and wasteful and hedonistic and none of that stuff is going to matter to me because that's your perception, that's not mine. I'm very comfortable with the choices that I make in my life and how I fit into the bigger picture of the community around me, the people I love, the greater community of the planet we live on, what I do to support and nurture that. So I don't feel guilt. So none of those labels are going to inflict guilt on me like people seem to desire them to. Um, because no one ever has to get a massage, a facial, a pedicure, fly first class, get VIP seating at a seminar, get that uh, meet and greet with the artist at the concert, take a vacation, have a summer home, uh, own a sports car, get uh, have bespoke suits, um, take uh, trips for enjoyment. I mean, no one ever has to do any of that. And every time there's always a more noble purpose that we could assign to that. You spent $60 on a facial. Do you know how many water wells we could build with $60 in the African plains, right? You spent $800 on a watch. Do you know how many starving children we could save with that? If you follow that logic to the logical conclusion, it always leads to uh, being an aesthetic, ascetic, right? You know, you start, okay, our dream honeymoon, we're getting married, our dream is to take a honeymoon to Paris and have the, you know, so our in-laws gifted us a two first-class tickets to Paris, right? Well, there are people that if they receive a first-class ticket, as let's say somebody gifted that to them, they they can't even fly it. They can't even they can't even sit up front. They have to. Oh my God! I've got to. I'm going to cash in this ticket and get an economy ticket, and then I can use the money to tile the kitchen that I'm remodeling. Right? You can always make that decision. Right? So okay. So now we've gone from first class to economy seat. Then we're checking the. Air France website and we see, well, if we take the flight that leaves our town at 5.30 a.m., it's $300 cheaper than the flight that leaves at 10 a.m. Because they always are, because that's how prices are determined. So they know the people who are so poverty conscious to save the $300, they will get up at 2.30 in the morning so they could be at the airport at 4 a.m. for their 5.30 a.m. flight. And then we see, well, wait a minute. If we are willing to do a four-hour and 45-minute layover at JFK, that's another $100 less for the ticket. Wow. Okay, now look at this. Well, we had that beautiful uh, uh, hotel in the Marais district, uh, arrondissement in Paris. But if we stay at the airport, we'll be uh, 90 euros a night less. And then we can take the train into the city every day. And then it's, well, 
what if we just stayed home? We'd save all of the money on the airfare. We'd save all of the money on the hotel, all the money at eating out in restaurants. And then it's, well, why don't we cancel the vacation? If I work through my vacation time and then my boss just gives me the extra money for my vacation, I can donate that money to some worthwhile cause. And then where do you go from there? It's like, okay, do we, do we really have to have electricity? You know, if we could live without electricity, we could take that $80 a month or 60 euros a month we spent on that and we could donate that to the homeless shelter. It, you know, again, I, I always say follow logic to its natural conclusion. Um, so I just think that's a bad premise. It's a horrible premise for living a prosperous life. Um, now, I'm not making the argument for hedonism. And so don't at me, okay, and say, well, if everybody flies first class and stays at the Four Seasons or the Ritz-Carlton or the uh, Mandarin Bay and uh, spends uh, $89 for breakfast in the hotel room service and blah, blah, blah. I get it. I'm not saying do that. Uh, I have no desires for hedonism any more than I have desires for asceticism. I just neither one appeals to me. I believe the prosperity equation is finding the things that enhance your life and make it more harmonious, make it more prosperous. I like sports cars, so obviously I've owned a lot of exotic and sports cars. Yeah, cars may not be your thing, right? So you may be a skier, and so your big thing is taking a, a big trip every winter to a couple ski resorts and, you know, getting the, you know, the vacation experience that's so amazing to you. It matters to you. Maybe you collect Beanie Babies, right? This came up because I was talking about uh, the, the, the poverty consciousness and one of the Reader said, you know, about my watches, because I, and, I and I've done a lot, on, you know, listen to those episodes or read more on my blog where I talked about after my sabbatical, really rethinking my life and saying, okay, I don't need 200 watches, 40 bespoke suits, 200 pairs of shoes, six exotic cars downstairs, okay, if I... If my, if my car guy comes every week to detail the cars and I have two cars that I haven't driven in the last week, that's just, I'm not getting the value out of it. I'm, they're not enhancing my life, right? If I've got a watch that I spent $65,000 on and I haven't worn it in a year and a half, that isn't really enhancing my prosperity. So I'm not saying everybody should own 200 watches or even that I should own 200 watches. I don't anymore. Uh, I've kind of figured out, okay, what are the things that really bring joy to my life that I'm willing to splurge on myself, right? I was, I was listening to Tim Ferriss interviewed a guy, I don't remember his name, but he goes by the handle Dr. Money Mustache and he's a blogger and I mean he he makes his own pizza because he's figured out how much it costs to get a pizza delivered and how much he can make the pizza for and I listen I tip my hat to him if that floats his boat wonderful 
but again, I think it's an example of everything like that, right? So um, you can, he doesn't own a car and he only goes places where he can take his bike and he has set up his whole life to avoid spending any extra money. He lives on, you know, $10,000 a year or something and still has his investments and okay, it works for him, but that's not going to work for me. And I think for most people, it's not going to work for them either because there are just times where, okay, the Super Bowl is on and I want to order a pizza. I don't feel like spending uh, an hour making a pizza when I can pick up my smartphone and order one and it's going to be delivered. And I can be doing something pleasurable in the meantime that not, you know, instead of baking the pizza. Now, if, if cooking and baking is your thing and you get a lot of joy out of baking a pizza, well, by all means, you should bake a pizza, right? But the point is find the things that matter to you. Uh, that really bring joy to your life and be willing to splurge on them. Because if you don't, if you say, okay, I will just dedicate my whole life and every possible penny I can wring out of my living uh, expenditures and donate it to my favorite cause, I'm going to do that. And I will never take, a, I'll never have a massage again, a facial, a manicure, a pedicure, a day spa, a vacation, I'm only going to work and take all the money to work and donate it to this cause. You will go crazy at some point. Humans need relaxation. We need joy. We need recreation. We need hobbies. We need things that you can't justify that you have to spend that money. So find the, the things that matter to you and spend that money instead of figuring out how you can, you know, hack all of your expenses down to nothing, why don't you devote that energy to how can I solve more problems and add more value which will attract more money into my life and allow me to make decisions from prosperity consciousness, not poverty consciousness. All right, have an amazing day. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to the Power Prosperity Podcast. Do me a favor and practice the circulation law of prosperity and tell people about Prosperity TV. So if you would, just put something up on your Tumblr, your Twitter, your Facebook, your YouTube. Uh, let people know what you think of the Power Prosperity Podcast. Even take a screenshot of your phone and maybe post that picture. Uh, so we can build the community here at the podcast. Thanks, guys.